Well, if we're going to talk molecular science, let me just open Google. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 81 of Sapnin Podcast with my absolutely gorgeous self, Sean Smith, and my disgusting-faced partner, rap singer Mo Dick, also known sometimes to about four people as Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. That was very hurtful, Sean. I'm, I'm not that ugly. I think I'm a solid six out of ten. Facts don't care about your feelings. Anyway, yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And and oh my God, have we got an episode that will make you stand up and scream. Oh, God alive. Of all the lyrics you could have used as well. Do you know what? I I did think for a split second there, do I try and attempt the vocals? And I thought it's best for everyone's sake that I didn't. Well, now that you've did that story explaining it, I think we should now see what it might have sounded like. Go on, Morg. Episode 81, blah, blah, blah. Saturday podcast, Sean Smith, blah, blah, blah. Dick, yeah, it's me. No, no way. That's not <laughs> <laughs> I got excited then. Um, yeah, this week's, this week's guest is the absolutely lovely... Benjamin Bruce from Asking Alexandria. Yes, alternative guitar maestro and now actor, Ben Bruce. Actor, like, actor. How do I get an acting gig? Oh, Ben, if you're listening back to this, um, number one, sorry for wasting your time. Number two, get me your job doing that. Oh, then you any well, <laughs> any Welsh actors in that American TV programme? Oh, imagine that. All right, Ben, how's it going then? Oh, vampire, is it? What are you up to then? Sucking necks, is it? Don't work, does it? Does no, it? Yeah, it doesn't. Ignore um, that, Ben. Sorry about sorry that. Sorry about that, yes. Um, but of course, Ben is joining us to talk a host of incredible stories, including the fact that Ask and Alexandra now have a brand new record, Like a House on Fire, that just came out a few weeks ago and it was produced by a friend of the podcast, Matt Good. It's a small, small world and it's getting smaller, Morg. Yeah, thank you very much for Ben coming on. Um, we chat all sorts of madness from new record, being in a band, the acting that he's just taken up, yeah. um, songwriting. What else do we talk about, Morg? 
Well, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we had Matt Good come on the podcast. He talked really about his connection with Ask and Alexandra, and we thought that would just be a perfect guest. Ben Bruce was up for talking. And really, if you think about it, like Ask and Alexandria have been such an important band to that kind of alternative metal and rock scene for quite some time build themselves up to such a huge following especially in the states here in the uk europe and stuff and yeah new record now like a house on fire we're going to get all the backstory on that uh, the tracks being the second album that danny's returned to the band incredible moments in quarantine it's really it's really struggling and not being able to tour this record at the moment as well Yes, an unfortunate time to have a record out, I suppose, because nobody at all could have predicted any of this mad shit. But he does have a lot of very interesting uh, ideas on how to capitalise on all of this. And, of course, we talk about the cult classic film American Satan that he appeared in a couple of years ago with Andy Black from Brackville Brides. Also known as Andy Biasack. By the way, just in case, because we were talking about this, let's 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 break the fourth wall. We were talking about this prior to this, and we were saying, does he go by Andy Black or Andy Biasack anymore? So we don't know. So mm. it's one of those mm. two. And the fans of the film will, of course, know that the trailer has just released for the spin-off series of American Satan called Paradise City, and Ben's going to give us a little of a sneak peeky insight into all that as well. So. <laughs> we both ooh at the same time. Ooh, we both turn into um, camp old women at the same time. Ooh, that's ooh. nice. And not oh, to give on, anything ben. away. Not to give anything away because I think the moment in the chat really does perfect. But he does bring up a few awards he has won in the past, and let's just say they're very, very renowned rewards. Yeah, awards you can no longer get as well. But yeah, thank you very much again to Ben for taking the time. It was a lovely chat. He was absolutely lovely. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I was expecting him to be a dick to me. I don't know why. I just expect that of every single person I meet. So uh, thanks to Ben for the lovely bit where he said that he'd always wanted to tour with the blackout and never got to. You didn't have to say that, um, but I appreciate it. And I have got a new band, so you have literally no excuse not to take us out. <laughs> there we go. Raiders asking Alexandra tour to be continued I guess to, to be confirmed ASAP that one. That one. Rocky <laughs> yeah but thanks again for Ben taking time out and of course after this episode make sure to go and check out their new album Like a House on Fire I've been listening to it a lot in lockdown it's very very good but you'll hear more stories about that uh, coming up in just a little bit nice um, yeah if you've got any ideas suggestions questions answers for anything that we've said that we obviously don't know the answer to which is loads of stuff um think about getting in touch with us on twitter and instagram at sappeninpod that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d Yes, or even if you have some home remedies you think might work, as our listeners will know, last week I provided my own and had some very strange feedback at Sapman Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, last week you suggested, or you didn't suggest, you said you've been putting Vicks Vaporub up your nose, mm. to which I, chal- I challenged that, and then you said, um, oh, I don't know, I've been doing it for a while. And then we've had people in the Patreon group who have then said that it's really bad for you. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a strange one. Um, and earlier, I told you, I told you, <laughs> I've, I've, I've woken up with a bad eye. I've got a bad right eye, and you suggested getting a tea bag. Yes. And put putting a tea bag on my eye. Yeah. Um, when obviously when like make a cup of tea, and then wait, take the tea bag out, let it cool down so it's not. Scalding well, yeah, hot, not it's mani- not going to burn your eye. I'm not a maniac. Yeah, I'm not a maniac. Like, I'm not just going <laughs> to chuck a scalding hot tea bag straight yeah. onto my chops. Um, I've heard a lot of things that it's good for you. Um, so, if that's oh, true. Oh, you've never done it. Oh, I've you've done never it. Done, oh, I've it. done it plenty of time. But, I, you know. What? Wait, wait, wait <laughs> there's so many questions. What Come on. I, this I, is derailed. You said. You said plenty of times. No, no, I need to know now. How many times have you hurt your eye? Number one, what the hell are you doing? Number two, did the tea bag work before I even bloody attempted it? Yes, it has helped more times than not. I don't believe you. <laughs> At Sapling Pod on Twitter and Instagram with your home remedies. And speaking of yes. our lovely Patreon page, why not go and check out patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Become a part of our wonderful community. Get involved with everything. Interact, chat, get secrets like that shit and rip into me for being a dumb idiot. Yeah, that last bit was the truest bit. Yeah, thank you very much to everybody who's become a patron so far. Um, it means the absolute world to us. You're all superstars. And yeah, we love interacting with you in the group. So again, thank you very much. Patreon.com forward slash Sapling Pod if you fancy supporting us in any way. Yeah, and picking up on that last bit as well, um, it's quite ironic because I've just finished my university degree and awaiting my results. So with the information I suggest on this podcast... I, I shouldn't really hope out for, for the best results, really, should I? Well, I don't know. Did you do a course in holistic therapy? It's funny enough. No. You fucked then. Anyway, should we get on with the episode? Yes, why not? This is episode 81 of Sapling Podcast with the wonderful Ben Bruce of Asking Alexandra. He's going to talk to you all about their new album, Guitars films tv shows and the most randomest of lovely conversations that's the maddest album title i've ever heard in my life <laughs> you at the nutter cheers ben here we go nice one Sapnin. Sapnin. hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sapnin! Sapnin! Is that a thing? Sapnin! Hey. Yes! 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 He wasn't sure, and that's fine by us, because it's happened lots of times, but this week's guest is guitarist, vocalist, um, actor. What else can we add, Ben? Best looking. Best looking. Yeah, one of the best looking men in rock. You've won awards for that in the past, so... It's true. How embarrassing is that, actually? I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I was on, I don't know why, my, my label sent me a, a, a screenshot of the Wikipedia page that whoever has sent me going, do you want us to update this? This picture's old. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Um, but I ended up reading it, and it was like, accolades and awards, sexiest man in rock. I was like, that's wank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I was looking through earlier, and it said that, you were nominated for hottest man in the world, according to Kerrang! magazine in 2014. Nice. And they should know. Yeah, well, they would. Yeah, they would. You know, the model searches, Kerrang! Uh, wait, actually, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh, he's got it, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> oh. Awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> he's just got the awards right there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was just about to say as well, I think that was the same year that I was nominated for Hottest Female. Oh! Oh. We could have gone as Prom King and Prom Queen. Ah, imagine that. The photo shoot shoot for that would have been off the scale. Very sexy. Imagine how how angry every girl in the world would have been if I'd won that. Just in that, like... (laughs) Oh, that's... Oh, that's offensive. Um, but yeah, I came fifth, I think. I was the fifth sexist female in the world, are you? So, in rock. So, take bad. that. It's yeah, bad. it's not bad. Um, but anyway, anyway. We let's haven't stop even talking introduced... You, we, you yeah. didn't even get to introducing it. Didn't even say a surname. That's this okay. week, our... No, we're doing it, Ben. We're doing it. We've started now. We're going to do it. This week, our guest is guitarist, vocalist... <laughs> Uh, sexy man as we've now found out and as of late actor ladies and gentlemen our guest this week is Ben Bruce of Asking how are you? I am fantastic and you know what I want to say something at the very beginning of this I'm a little bit disappointed so when I was younger growing up um, and Ask Alexandria had started one of my goals was to tour with the Blackout and we never we never got to do a tour so I'm a little bit upset well, I didn't know that, um, and I'm more upset than you are because you can still do her, <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> um, bugger! Um, oh wow! I, yeah, that w- that would have been fantastic. I would have very much liked that, but you never know. Perhaps if uh, if I can persuade any of the others to ever do it again, maybe we'd get to play a show together. Ooh. That'd be good. Yes. 
Yeah, now that you've put that dream in my head. Um, <laughs> I'm how here is to inspire. Yeah. How is lockdown treating you? Um, it's not, honestly, it's not been too bad. I've been spending a lot of time um, up here. That was this room that you can see was supposed to be my studio. It's where I write and uh, do auditions for, for TV and movies and stuff. But my wife has also decided that she wanted to double it up as a guest room. So instead of having a nice office that I get to work in, uh, this is where my, uh, my family sleeps so they come and visit me as well. But, you know, that's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't need a studio space. It's just fine. Just keep, keep the spare towels there. It's all good. It's all good. She's like, well, you work so hard, you might need a nap halfway through. And I was like, oh, so you're thinking of me. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. That's not bad, mind. It's not a bad idea. No, but thanks for um, taking the time. Obviously, there's loads of... Uh, wild things happen in the world right now so we do appreciate you uh stopping to have a chat no oh, yeah yes. of course thanks for having me yeah yeah but how, how's things uh, apart from uh for, apart from lockdown things are good i am um, uh me and my wife just had our third kid so we've got our hands full at home oh congratulations uh, thank congratulations. you it's a little bit weird our album came our album just came out and we can't tour it and that mm. is the big bummer because it, especially with this album because we so we had spent it probably we'd spent about a year and a half, two years writing this album whilst we were out on tour in the States in arenas. So we were like sucking in all of this energy of 10, 15,000 people a night and going into the studio and harnessing it. We're like, okay, we're going to write a record for the live experience. This is going to, it's going to sound great recorded, but live is where it's going to shine. And we were like, yes, let's go. No, no, no <laughs> live, no live music. So I'm like, ah, well, that's a shame. So, um, but I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it just is what it is. And I think we're in a, it, everything that's happened sort of made me realize, one, how fortunate we are. I know there's a lot of, not just bands, um, but anyone in any profession that are really struggling right now. Um, so it's made me realize how fortunate we are, but also how vulnerable we are. Like being musicians that heavily rely on touring because no one really buys music anymore. That's where the main income source is these days. It's made me realize, oh crap, like when shit hits the fan and it stops, it really stops, you know? So, um, but I'm trying to take, take this opportunity to, to write more music and do what we, we love doing. You know, we, like I said, we are very fortunate. There's a lot of people out there that have, have lost their businesses. And now with everything going on in the world with the protests and everything too, more businesses are being lost and the world's just in a bit of a fucking state right now, isn't it? So, um, I feel very fortunate that I'm in the position I'm in. Uh, that's for sure. But you know, looking out at the world, I, I'm feeling a little bit disheartened as well. Yeah. It's completely so. understandable. Um, yeah, well with this record, we spoke to, uh, Matt good a couple, two weeks ago, I think it was. And, um, yeah, he was saying how much he loved working on it and, yeah, loved recording it with you guys. How did you guys um, come about getting together? Um, so, f funny enough, when I was growing up, uh, from first to last, were one of my favourite bands, and I, I really got into uh, Dear Diary right around the time I got a driver's licence. So that CD never left my car for like a year. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what a CD is, it was something that stored you in that name. We slotted it into the front of our cars and listened to music that way. It was very inconvenient. Um, but so that, that TV was on repeat for me growing up. And then when I left school and I left home and I went to go tour, one of the first tours we ever did was we were supporting a band called Alisana. And from first to last happened to be on that same tour. And this was back in like 2009. 
And so I was like, this is awesome. You know, Alessana's cool and all, but from first to last we're on this, are on this tour. And so we just became friends on that tour back in 2009. And he kind of watched us grow. And then the very first headline tour we ever did, Ask Alexandria ever did, uh, it was called the Welcome to the Circus Tour. We had from first to last support us on our first ever headline tour. So we just became really good friends over the years. And um, Ask Alexandria, we sort of, we hit that slump where Danny left and then we recruited Dennis and it didn't work out with Dennis. And then Danny rejoined and we were like, man, this is insane. Like we need to figure something out. We need to reignite the fire. We need to change something, you know, because up until that point we'd been recording with the same people, every single album in the same place. All right, let's start fresh. And Matt was like, why don't you come record with me? And I was like, that would be awesome because we're such good friends and he's right down the street, but he hadn't really recorded any one, you know, that big at the time it was really mainly just local bands so as you can probably imagine people in the industry were like mm, no a band of your size you can't go and work with someone like that you need to go and work with with a huge producer with you know awards on his walls shiny discs on his walls and stuff and i was like i don't think we do i think we need to we need to find someone that cares someone that is gonna push us not because they're getting a paycheck, but because they know us, they've watched us and they believe in us and they're close with us. And so I was like, look, let's just go and do some songs with Matt and see, see what happens. Everyone's like, all right, we'll, we'll let you go. And you know, the self-titled album came out of it, which kind of reinvigorated and relaunched our career and it reintroduced the world to Danny. Um, and it was awesome. And so, you know, we obviously, we went back to Matt with uh, like a house on fire and uh, again, it was just super easy, super awesome. And the, the cool thing about Matt is too, it's like he doesn't, it's not just a paycheck. He, he cares and he knows he's watched us push the boundaries and he's watched us go from record to record to record and get shit thrown at us every time we do a record because everyone says it doesn't sound like the last one. But he understands that because he also, much like yourself as an artist, and he was in from first to last and they did the same thing. And so he's kind of just been in our corner going, fuck them, like keep going, keep doing what you've been doing your entire career. And it was just, it's super easy to work with him. It's so, it's so much fun. And the fact that we are friends, if I'm playing a riff, he's not like, oh yeah, that's all right. But you know, let's work. If it's shit, he'll be like, oh, that's <laughs> fucking crap. Uh, because he's, because he's my friend and it's okay. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a good, it's a good relationship. I think it's a good, outside of the friendship it's a good working relationship too and we can have arguments and be like well fuck you i like this idea and we can sulk in the room with each other for an hour an hour and a half and go and get some food and come back and be like all right let's carry on whereas i feel like if you don't know the producer you can't have that you don't oh you it's not that you can't it's that you don't because you're all both of you are kind of stepping on eggshells and you don't really know each other very well it's like some producers will push too hard and then that sort of makes the artist back off or vice versa. So mm. it's just a good relationship. Oh, nice. No, that's really good to hear. I mean, when Matt came on, he was so proud of kind of the work that he's been able to do with you really on the last two records. And it's just really nice to see that there's that relationship there because as you said, it's not just someone who's there getting a paycheck and they know that they've got all these other bands booked up for the rest of the year where they like, he, he's actually like an extended member of the band in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, he's done some cool stuff with us in the past too, even to the point where like we played, um, we played for the, the troops in Okinawa uh, a couple of years ago and Cameron couldn't make it cause he was getting married or something ridiculous. That excuse. Sick of, other people's, sick of other people's lives getting in my way. That's what I am. 
And that sounds like it's happened to you. I didn't allow it. I was like, you get married, mate. We're going to go to Okinawa and we're going to bring Matt Good. And he's going to be better than you. And we sent him lots of pictures. No congratulations, just lots of pictures of us with Matt in Okinawa, Japan, just having the time of our lives. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, brilliant. That's awesome. That's what was the response to that? What was, that? what was the response to that? Of you sending messages to him while he's getting married? Was it? A did he respond very- that day? It was a very upset wife, more so than Cameron. Cameron's so laid back. Like, I don't think he would ever confront a fly that landed on his cereal, let alone a person. You know what I mean? Like, if a fly lands on his cereal, he's like, all right, have it. Don't worry, mate. I'll make yourself a bowl of cereal. He's so laid back. Um, But uh, his wife wasn't. His wife didn't think it was very funny. She didn't think it was funny. Uh, I did so well that's all that matters <laughs> you had a laugh yeah. and here we are yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly no. I just muted my phone I didn't need to worry about it <laughs> but, nice yeah but of course speaking of the new record Like a House on Fire it's the sixth record by Asking Alexandria I think over the years obviously the band has evolved songwriting wise and just so many different elements have been incorporated how, how do you see Ask Alexandra's songwriting now compared to you know maybe the first record or the early days. I mean, obviously you've had so much practice and stuff, but do you see a massive transformation in that? I do see a massive transformation, and I can't say whether one writing style is better or not. Hmm. What I do know is when when you're young uh, and you're writing and you don't necessarily know what you're doing, I think some really cool stuff can happen because you're not confined by what you're told is the correct way Mm. to write a song and so you just do it because to you as a young musician or a young songwriter it sounds cool to you um and so i think you know magic happened uh when we did stand up and scream i think over the years as we've learned to write songs i've definitely tried very hard to still harness that that same mentality and that same energy as far as you know well if this sounds weird yeah but it sounds cool doesn't it so let's keep it but it certainly does there's so many things that play play a part in it and for me you know as a guitar player i've been on the front cover of like guitar world and Mm. all kinds of magazines but and i've always got shit from guitarists for it because i'm not necessarily known as being a really flashy guitar player Um, but to me that was never my big love like i obviously love guitar but i've never wanted to sit down and learn how to really shred and do crazy shit i i love blues music you know so i like eric Clapton, gary moore bb king and stuff like that but for me my main love and my main focus is songwriting so people like tom petty or the gallagher brothers uh for me or john lennon i'm like i look up to them so for me, songwriting has always been number one. And so I do think over the years, I've learned a lot about songwriting. Like even, I think it was Tom Petty that used to say, don't bore us, get to the chorus. So now I try and get to that chorus sooner. I do try and implement things that I think people want, you know, but I still try and I still try really hard to keep that innocence from back then to where if something shouldn't fit, if it still, if it still sounds right to me, then I still do it. Um, but it is a juggling act because the more you, the more you learn, the more you're kind of not supposed to do. So it's, it's a strange thing. Yeah. How does um, how does asking Alexandria writing process begin? Like, do you go to the band and be like, "Oh, guys, I've written this idea. Is it a full idea? Is it just a riff? Is it um, you know bits?" It's weird. It kind of it kind of uh, 
it, it, it varies. More often than not, I'll write, like, I used to just write an entire song and then take it to the guys and then they'd be like, oh, that's cool. And James would be like, oh, why don't you try change this drum bit or whatever. But the song was pretty much done. Um, and now I kind of just, since we've started working with Matt, I've realised that I can just go into Matt with a, with a basis, with an idea, with like a big riff or a chorus idea and, and just start there. And that's enough really just to get the, the, the wheels turning. And that's what I like to do with Matt. I don't like to go in with a full idea because he's also a songwriter. He was from first to last main songwriter. So for me, it's cool to be able to take an idea. And in my head, I'm like, I know this is going to sound awesome but I know Matt's going to be able to elevate it. And so I, I like to just go in with a small, like a guitar riff or a chord progression and go, here it is. Sounds like shit because I've recorded it in my uh, my mum's bedroom <laughs> that she stays in. But I know what it can sound like. And he's like, I know what you want it to sound like. And he'll fucking will play it properly into his computer. And all of a sudden I'm like, yes, this is what it sounds like. And then when that happens, the rest of the song just kind of, it flows, you know, and I, I like that. I don't like to, to spend too much initial time planning a song. I like the initial spark to ignite it and the rest kind of just follows. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to, to hear you mentioned like the evolution of your guitar, guitar style as well, because you know, as you said, like I think a lot of bands, maybe in, in like that kind of hard rock metal scene and stuff, do try and just put in maybe a breakdown or a solo or stuff just for the sake of it, just to show off that they can do it. But it doesn't really. It's also fit. a crutch. I I think it's a crutch. Like mm. if you've run out of of ideas, and we're guilty of it too. Back in our earlier, I'm just like I don't know really where to go. It's like. I know what I'll do. What I'll do is I'll go back and James, you're going to play a rhythm on the snare and then we'll follow suit. And it's like a crutch. It's like it works. So I'm going to throw that in there because I can't think of anything else. And that's, that's a trap I really try and avoid now. But again, like it, it, it falls back to that same thing where it's like, sometimes the innocence is good and sometimes yeah. it's cool that that happens. But when it just becomes something that you rely on, I think that's where it becomes a problem. Mm. Uh, songwriting for me. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, as a, as a fan, it feels that like it has its place, and when at times it works brilliantly. But it's trying, as you mentioned, trying to get the best of both worlds and not overuse it to the extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 you have to kind of. We're in a very strange world where you have to be careful because if you don't do what someone expects you to do. To me, that's exciting. It's like, oh, I know what's coming. And then it doesn't come. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But a lot of people are like, well, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> Next. And it's like, whoa, like, don't you want to go? Do you want to keep riding the same ride over and over again? Or do you maybe want to try that new one over there that's twice as big, twice as fast? It's like, no, nah, I'll stay on this one. All right, so I'll, I'll be over there. But yeah, there's a fine line, you know, because it, at the end of the day, you, I do write music for, for myself but I do uh, ever since I was a kid I've wanted people to be able to listen to my music and it affect them in some way mainly help them you know maybe they can relate to it it's like I've been through that or I'm going through that and that's cool but to me too even if it pisses someone off I'm like this is absolutely shit at least I've affected them I'd rather that than they listen to it and go yeah it didn't do uh anything that's a point I've made several times I think over this podcast um, since we've started is I, I I want somebody to feel a way one way or the other I'd rather you 
you come along and you're like, I absolutely hate that, or I absolutely love it. I don't want no meh. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, because just, then you've not then you've not done anything that's evoked any real emotion. It's just kind of yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. And as long as I'm at, if I'm happy with it and somebody else hates it, that doesn't matter to me. That's good because it is an emotion that they hate it. And also they might tell a friend, they might be like, have you heard this new stuff Sean Smith's doing? It's terrible. <laughs> and then ultimately it might end up with more people having to listen to it. So yeah, I, exactly. I definitely agree. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. we're very, we're very smart and very good looking. So I think we must be right. <laughs> It must be correct. I reckon wow. it's probably f- it's for the best that we never tour together because I don't think that's fair. On one tour that we have this this many good looking heads, two. Um, I, <laughs> I think good, the other the other band members would hate us. I, I can't even remember the other band members I had in my band. That's how good I, I am. I can't remember what band I'm actually in at this point. <laughs> I've just been looking at, at, looking at myself in the screen going, yeah, you're great. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this has gone wild. Yeah, luckily, luckily we didn't tour together because whatever continent we would have gone to would have run out of women. I don't know what I was going, I don't know where I was going <laughs> with that then. Ran out of women? Because we're so good looking, we would have taken all the women. <laughs> All right, Benny, I'm worked. Well, all right, men too, if whatever. I'm not. Hey, come the drinks. <laughs> Everyone's come welcome to, to, come and, to come and gaze upon us. <laughs> yeah, come to Casa del Sean. Anyway, Morgan, save I, this before we get more trouble. I was enjoying that, to be fair, but I didn't know where you were going. Um, but mentioning, you have mentioned one thing I did want to talk about is uh, the reaction. Asking Alexandra gets a lot online. When certain tracks come out originally, you do get a mixture of people trolling, but then eventually go back on their comments and say, Oh, actually, I've given this track a proper listen now and uh, actually like it. Like, for you, is it weird just to see the amount of reaction the band experiences with, with people like that who will automatically say one thing and then go back and, and change their mind? Yeah, it's it's definitely weird, but it's something that we've just gotten used to because it's been that way the entirety of our career. Like I, I've, I remember so vividly releasing from Death to Destiny and everyone calling us country butt rock, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, fair enough. And then we went and spent the next two years touring with Avenged Sevenfold and Slipknot, and then we released, you know, another album. Everyone's like, oh, you need to go back to your metalcore roots, like from Death to Destiny. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute, because when <laughs> from Death to Destiny came out, you hit me up saying it was country butt rock. But I think I think it's normal, you know. I think of, even for me, like when I, I remember when I heard Avenged Sevenfold's uh, self-titled The White Album when I was a kid, I put it on and I was like, what's this shit? And I turned it off. Fast forward to now, it's my favorite record they've ever put out, you know. And I think initial change is a shock you know it's like when you burn yourself you're like ah fuck that really really hurt but sometimes i swear to you you'll like you'll touch something ah fuck that was really hot and your wife will be like it's not even turned on your big bell end and it's like oh shit (laughs) i've just just reacted to the way i think i should have reacted you know and i and it, it sometimes it takes a minute and i think but i think that's the cool thing about art is it can grow and change with people over time something that you don't initially like or appreciate 
you can or will do as you get older and start to, to listen to the message. Or maybe when you've gone through a certain thing in your life, maybe then, now, oh, now that record speaks to me, you know? And I think I don't, I don't get upset with people when they don't initially like something. Like, it doesn't upset me because it's part and parcel of what I do. Um, and music is subjective. I just, I do get upset when people are just dickheads to be dickheads. Mm. Like if someone, if so, someone says something stupid, like Ask Andre used to be on top of the world. They were the greatest rock band of all time. And now they're just fat and ugly. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Like that's such a bizarre statement to make. And it happens all the time. People will literally not, they'll, a new song come out and they'll be like, oh, look at those fat dickheads. Or they'll be upset at the hat Danny's wearing. And it's like, <laughs> what difference does it make what fucking hat he's wearing? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make it. Those are the comments that I think are stupid. Mm. It's like, if you have something that you don't like about the song, that's absolutely fine. There's a million songs I don't like and there's a million songs I do like. And that's, that's part of it. But I, don't, I just, I don't think I'd ever watch a Lady Gaga video and go, well, look at those shoes what a bell <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think much of that meat dress <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't hold any weight it's just like what are you talking about like fuck me oh nice haircut thanks yeah. like, but I don't think that's that's nothing new I remember the world was in uproar when James Hetfield cut his fucking hair off oh yeah it was like, oh yeah. Well, that's it now He's forgotten how He's to play guitar. His, and his hair, yeah. But it's just—it just is what it is. Hmm. He actually yeah. uses his long hair as his strings. That's where he gets all the power. It's his long yeah, hair that's why strings. No Rift anymore. He's got no strings <laughs> to play. It's a weird—it's a weird uh, thing. Yeah, but it says a lot. If I mean, the only thing they can complain about is the choice of hat. Lux. I mean, it's. Yeah. And some people too, they'll be like, oh, well, it's lazy songwriting, so that's why it's shit. And I'm like, well, actually, we spent a lot more time writing these songs, and there's a lot of subtle nuances and key changes and really strange strum patterns and stuff that add to the the entirety of the song. So the songwriting's not lazy. You just don't like it, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Say that. Just be like, I don't like this fair enough but you can't it's so silly when people comment on things or they'll say like Danny made them write this song Wait, were you in the studio with us like what what do you mean don't why are you saying that you can just say I don't like this and that's fine yeah crazy it's crazy isn't it absolutely yeah, crazy but it can, I mean I feel like we're all guilty of it uh, you know even as artists I guarantee there's there's been times I've put on a song on that's wank well what do you mean I don't know I've just said it <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's turn it, it, turn off it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but mentioning, and obviously, like, it's quite a frustrating time, you know, for bands <coughs> at the moment, releasing this record, not being able to tour and everything. But you've actually been quite creative already, going back in the studio and started writing and doing some acoustic things by the look of it. Yeah, and okay, and see, that's another thing I find really funny about asking Alexandria is. We'll write a song and people will go, oh, man, that's country butt rock, that is. But we'll release an acoustic version of it and everyone, oh, it's wonderful. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, it's so strange. But we love doing acoustic versions of songs. And that's another thing that we, we like to do this year. It's like, well, if we can't play this on an acoustic or on a piano, 
maybe yeah. the song's not that good after all because it's relying on too many other outside elements so you know since the beginning of our career we've done we've done acoustic versions and stripped back versions it's something that we really enjoy doing and it's something that our fans seem to really enjoy too uh, so yeah we've just we've gone right back in like oh well we've always wanted to do like a like a MTV unplugged album nice but we've never really had the time and so now we have the time and so we're trying to go in and do these things but it's 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 been a little bit challenging too because we'll go in and play or we'll sing and being in the studio environment it's easy to go back in and go okay we'll fix that and we'll shift that and we'll tune that and we'll polish it and make it sound like this big thing but which isn't what we want to do so we're having to really refrain on the editing and it's like well that bit a tiny bit sharp and the guitar's not perfectly in tune or but that that's okay because we really do want it to be like an mtv unplugged like live thing rather than a, a polished version of a song that's got less instrumentation in it yeah you know, it's good to see uh finding ways to be creative uh, in lockdown as well yeah it's true it's true uh, we've also been playing a lot of monopoly uh, <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll wow. yes it's not only is it monopoly it's the disney monopoly so. what's the um, I think yeah. after- what character what, what, what things can you choose like what's the like your uh, statues and stuff you could be uh, a mickey mouse like hat you know the hats you wear mm. you could be a, a bucket of popcorn you could be um cinderella's shoe uh, you could be the dog, the ghost dog Zero. I think his name is. What do you um, go for? What's your What's your go to Disney Monopoly uh, game player? Well, it always ends in an argument because the Disney one comes with a golden statue of Walt holding Mickey's hand, and that's what I want to be. But apparently, that's not a playable piece. It stands in front of the massive castle that's in the middle of the board. <laughs> So I don't get to be the golden the golden piece. And sometimes I bring this award down and go, Do you know who you're talking to? Let me have let me have the golden piece. But they it never it never ends in my favour, so I usually end up as the hat. <laughs> So. Reminding the wife reminding the wife, look, I've got this Kerrang award for being the hottest man. Yeah, give don't me don't... give me the golden piece. <laughs> Uh, oh, if I was you, I'd just be using that award to just get out of everything. I mean, you know. this can be my new monopoly piece. <laughs> Ten spaces. That's it. That's, that's going down now. Oh. You take up a you take up a street in just one move, right? <laughs> yeah, move. Well, this, move. This, this is my street. I've claimed it. I'm the Karang landlord. I've come for my rent. Oh, uh, oh I'm completely off track now. Um. um Speaking of uh, creativity as well, um, one thing I did want to bring up is um, back in 2014, there was a lot of talk um, that you actually had a solo album ready to go, recorded, all these songs and stuff, but it never really saw the light of day. I think it was the same time as like, Danny came back to the band and you didn't really want to push it two things. Was it, can you really talk about that time? I mean, do you still have plans to one day put out a Ben Bruce solo record or...? I, I really do because I just love music so much. There's so many things that I want to do that don't necessarily work in asking. Like, I'd love to make an album that sounds like Oasis. And I'd love to do a blues album with my dad and I'd love to do all these things. But every time I go and work on solo stuff, something happens, you know, and, and mm. asking for me, asking Alexandria, I started this band when I was 12 years old in, in Dubai. You know, before I knew Danny or James or anyone, I had a completely different lineup. So this has been my baby for a long time. And, and so whenever I do really whenever i do eventually get around to releasing solo stuff 
I don't want it to be stepping on the toes of Ask Alexandria. Not not that it would be so big and fantastic that it would take away from asking, but just because I don't want even two eyes to be off of asking if we're doing something. Just because mm. it, the, this band means so much to me, and so it's never just it's just never felt like the right time. Like you said last time when I finally finished this album, and I was like, yes, I'm doing it. Danny rejoined, and I was like, well, this is important, so I need to focus on this. Um, and then I got a role in a movie and I was like, well, that's cool and something I've never done before. And so things just like snowball. And now by that, by this point, I listen back to that album. I'm like, well, this is crap. I don't like it anymore. So I don't want to release it. So I'm like, well, now I want to write new music. So I actually have been writing new solo music um, in, while we've been in quarantine. And I've got like eight or nine songs. Uh-huh. Um, who knows if I'll ever get around to releasing them. I just, it's mm-hmm. one day I will. One day I will. One day I'll be like one of those artists that dies and they'll be like oh my god he had 300 songs and someone else <laughs> will release them and make all the money from it oh. all 10 10 dollars <laughs> <laughs> talking about the um talking about the acting how did um yeah how did it come about like how was your first is this something you've always wanted to do acting or did it just come out in the blue the opposite <laughs> when, I, when i was at school and we did drama lessons i was like oh, not fucking drama like i couldn't stand it everyone come in and take your shoes off and sit in a fucking circle i was like this is ridiculous and i didn't like it so i never really took part And whenever there was a production on i would be behind the curtain playing guitar i never had any interest i was too shy like i didn't i didn't i wasn't particularly i was very loud and confident as a kid but not in that way you know i didn't have the confidence to go and act in front of people for fear of judgment um and so it was never on my radar ever and when i got asked to do the movie i was like uh i don't think so i don't think and and ash the 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 writer of the the movie was like i literally based the character on you you have to you have to do this movie and i was like fine i'll do it and then it got to about four days before filming started and um I called him. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And he was like, we start filming in four days. There's mi- literally millions of dollars on the line. If you pull out now, we're screwed. You're one of the lead roles. And I was like, oh God. So he like bullied me into turning up. And I turned up, I landed day one. And I, they were like, okay, hey, we're going straight to set. And I was like, straight from the airport. Like I can't, you know, go and, worry some more in my hotel room and they were like nope we're going straight to set i was like Fuck. so i get set i get dressed i get makeup put on and they're like okay go and the, the first day was so easy i had like a line i can't even remember it now but i had <laughs> a line and they were like action i'd be like <laughs> nothing nothing my mouth got so dry the only thing i was saying over again is water water and no one in america could understand what i was saying and i was like water can i have some disani water please like someone help me and i'm like oh okay and i'm drinking and he had to ash pulled me so i was like dude it's fine like there's no one here to fucking judge you get out of your head just just say the fucking words you know and i was like all right and from that day it got easier and easier and i ended up having more and more fun and by the end of it i was so upset that we'd finished i was like fuck i want to continue doing this and then I got, when the movie came out, I got picked up by an agent uh, and I've been doing auditions ever since. And nice. then obviously the, the, the movies turned into a TV show. So we've, we filmed season one of that, uh, which comes out some point this year. I'm not sure when, but I, and now I thoroughly enjoy it. Like it's so much fun, but I think the only real, real things I've done is the movie and the TV show. And it's, 
it's the same thing. Hmm. So yeah. when I went to do the TV show, there were no nerves because I knew half the cast and all the new people that came on. I was like, I was like, well, I've already been here. So I was confident yeah. and I enjoyed it, but yeah. I have no idea what it will be like to go and do something where I don't know anyone. Like, hey, how's it yeah. going? Especially, especially out here because all the auditions I've been doing, well, like 90% of them, they require an American accent. And it's like, well, what? Like, so yeah. it's weird. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely weird, but I do enjoy it because it's a different way of doing art, I guess. You know, it's just another way to, to get something creative out that's completely different than writing mm -hmm. music. Well, yeah. yeah. Have you um, tried out for any roles that have come out since of, for anything big or anything that you didn't uh, want or you didn't get or whatever? I've tried, I've, I've done a lot of auditions um, and it can be quite like, it could be pretty disheartening. I'm not going to lie, especially for me, it's like I've already got a, a solid career. I'm already very happy. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So this is kind of like if, a bonus. But I sit back and I look at people that do this solely and I'm like, fuck me. You really have to have thick skin because it's not like... It's not like being a musician where the, the music industry is fucking tough and it's brutal, but there's a million bands and there's a million venues and there's people to consume it. You know what I mean? With this, there's one movie that you're trying to get. There's one role and there's all these people trying to get that one role. So it's the, the chances yeah. of you landing a role are just so slim. And, and I was talking to my agent. He was like, yeah, it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds to thousands of no's. And then one yes. And that one yes, if you're lucky, is Friends or Game of Thrones or, or mm. something that just changes your life forever. And then more often than not, a lot of those people don't then go on to get anything else after that either. It's so tough. And so, you know, I've been doing a lot of auditions and in my head, I'm like, when I get disheartened, I'm like, well, it's okay because this isn't my main thing. I'm just doing it for fun. Yeah. And also, I went through a stage where I'd get auditions and I'd be like, I'm not going to bother. What's the point? And then my wife was like, yeah, but if you don't do the audition, you won't get the part. If you do do the audition, you probably won't get the part, but you might get the part. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, fuck it. So I've, I've, yeah. And I've actually been offered a few roles from auditions since, but um, each time I've been offered a new role, Asking Alexandria's had a tour booked. And uh -huh. again, I'm like, well, I'll... I'm not going to abandon asking and my other guys to go and do something yeah. so selfish that they're going to sit at home and, you know, not be able to pay for their family or their mortgage mm -hmm. and stuff because I've gone out to do something else. So again, it's just one of those things that right, it has to be the right thing, the right time, but I do thoroughly enjoy it. Mm. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. And as you said, American Satan now has got a new spin-off TV series, Paradise City, coming out sometime yeah. in the year. Um, obviously, it features you, Andy Black, and just a host of crazy stars. But um, what can you really... actually famous people, yeah. <laughs> they, they actually know what they're doing. But what, what can you actually tell us um, about the show? Is, uh, is there any details or anything you can kind of fill us in on and just really the concept for, for people who maybe haven't checked out American Satan yet? So the show's actually really, really cool. Um, it's The first season's got eight uh, episodes on it, and they're all like 40, 45-minute episodes. So it's like a long a long season. But the cool thing is there's so many new characters that have been introduced. It's not really all about the relentless anymore. And so the first four episodes, the first half, is introducing you to all these new characters. Um, and it's set 
fast forward in time to where uh, um, Andy's character Johnny is out of prison and everything. So um, it's kind of you're introduced to all these new worlds and these new crazy stories that I don't want to really delve into and ruin it for people. But it's just like, wow, this is happening here. This is happening here. This is happening here. And then the relentless has been on a hiatus this whole entire time. And so their story is now them trying to get back together and kind of rekindle their relationship, much like when Danny rejoined the band and figure out where they want to go and what they want to do. Um, and about halfway through filming, Ash was like, I've got an idea for your character. Are you willing to do this? And, and he told me this crazy idea. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's explore. You know, this is, this isn't Ben Bruce. This is Leo Donovan. This is a character and let's open him up more and, and add more dimension to him. And so filming for this halfway through for me got really interesting and opened a lot more doors uh, for me. So I'm, I'm super excited for it to come out. Nice. I've not seen any of it yet I've, that I've been in. I've, I've seen like the first two episodes um, and there's very little the relentless in those first two episodes because they're introducing you to all the new storylines. Um, but from what I watched, it's it's really insane. And I and I sat back and I watched it. And I was like, holy crap! This person's in the show. This person's in the show. This per- <laughs> what am I doing in this show with these people? There's like Golden Globe win- winners, and it's really really cool. It's 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 going to be really good. I, it, yeah. I'm excited. I might ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you will. I mean, the trailer already. I think it's been up for a month. It's got 12 million views. So, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, pretty good sign. I'm. I'm sat there going, my goodness, this trailer is getting more views than my music videos. <laughs> a little bit embarrassing and a little bit exciting. Oh, um, but as you said, like uh, a whole host of stars. I do have to say though, in the film. It just got ridiculous with like the appearances because you had people from like Larry King to Drake Bell, Goldberg. I mean, like, what was it like being with so many different people? Like, just in. in... I tell you what, I've never shaken a man's hand that is bigger than Goldberg's. It was absolutely insane. Do you remember? Do you remember Scary Movie? The butler that had that weird hand. Yeah, that's My what mashed I potato hand. Like. That's what I felt like shaking Goldberg's hand. I was like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) I couldn't even hold it properly. My hand was just in his, really. And he just shook my arm for me. I was like, wow. (laughs) That's a large man. So nice, though. Take my strong hand. Take my strong (laughs) hand. I had to use both. (laughs) Incredible. It was was big. But yeah, it's cool. But so, the, and, and that's not even a fraction of the stars mm. that are on the TV show. The TV show is absolutely jam packed with with real real talent. It's it's really cool. Nice. Yeah, we're well, looking forward to uh, seeing it and hearing more details when uh, when they all gets released. Me too. Yeah. So one thing uh, I do have to mention. Um, so on this podcast, Sean uh, recently has delved into his love of space and UFOs and is really obsessed with that lot. Um, last month, Correct. you tweeted... You were a Long fan. I'm a Bob Lazar fan. <laughs> I love I'm lasagna. Bob La- <laughs> no, Bob Lazar. Um, <laughs> He's like, no, I didn't say lasagna. You idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, la- last month yeah. you tweeted that um, you saw a host of like UFOs and stuff. And I just thought it'd be um, interesting for you two to uh, to pick up on that a little bit. I still don't know what I saw, but people were sending me these links. It was like, was this what you saw? And it was some like space train. And it was like, 
And I was like, no, kind of, but no, like it was absolutely insane what I saw because I was outside on the phone and I called everyone, like so excited. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Everyone go outside and look up. And they're like, shut up. And they all went outside and looked. I'm like, holy shit. And there was one spot in the sky where something that looked like a massive star came out of, like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, it's appeared. And it would just not change speed, just smoothly fly overhead. And then another one would appear from the same spot. And I'm like, what? And another, and literally I was outside for about three hours. There were hundreds of them. And I was like, what? And it got to the point where some of them would come out and they would like go faster and go round and go next to one of the other ones and then disperse and disappear that way. But it never stopped. And it was so constant. And I was like, this is so weird it's not a shower because it was one spot that they were all coming from yeah. it's not that train that, that that people were talking about because it wasn't it, like it, it just, they weren't evenly spaced like that it was it was so weird and i still don't know what i saw but it was really fucking cool and i go outside now every night and i'm like <laughs> and then right now all i'm seeing is like army helicopters for the protests mm-hmm. uh, uh, but uh I, it was weird it was really weird but fucking cool I, I mean i believe in that shit like there's i don't think i think we'd be so stupid to to, to deep down believe that we're the only you know yeah. smart life form out there like mm-hmm. that's impossible because we're not even very clever like i've seen <laughs> in a better manner than we do so yeah. uh it was exciting for me yeah, I've seen um, I've seen that thing you're on about the trait, like this Starlink is called this all uh, yeah, Elon Musk yeah, yeah. satellites in a row. Um, yeah, I'm big into my UFOs. Um, yeah, if you have a look at Bob Lazar, um, he's uh, he did a Joe Rogan podcast and he talks about he worked on one of the spaceships in Area Four and all this stuff, and he made me believe. So. <laughs> That's um, yeah, it's super interesting, and he talks about he worked on like the engine and stuff, and he was employed to reverse engineer to try and work out how they used this certain engine and he had no idea and he, he said it was like anti-gravity and all this shit and this guy he's been saying this for like 20 years well probably 30 years now since since the 80s and um yeah he talked about this element he was like oh they've got an element that we haven't got yet on our elemental chart or whatever and then like f- 15 years after he talks about it they have now on our on our elemental chart is a new element called muscovium which they managed to recreate this anti anti gravity matter for like 3 seconds in russia oh wow so, yeah it's That's super interesting it's so, yeah. and you know what I find it so insane when people just dismiss it like ah don't be stupid it's like why is it stupid yeah. what are you yeah. talking about yeah it's, it's, it blows my mind it's like people go oh yeah but you know if they could do that why would they come here it's like well why would we go there it's like you want to check things out you want to have a look yeah, yeah. like and also that's why I brought up Tom DeLong. have you seen the work he's been doing mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I think I think it's so cool that the, the guy from Blink-182 that, <laughs> that sang about farts um, has literally <laughs> got the government his footage and his research and the people he's been working with has literally had the American government and the Navy say Tom DeLong is correct. His footage he's released is real. Okay, and he he's he's got the government to actually admit it. I was like, that's fucking sick. The guy that yeah. sings about boners and blowjobs 
is literally could be on the forefront to change I think the world as we know it's it. Mad. I think it just goes to show that really you could be anything you want to be because he must have started <laughs> off as like a young kid who was like, I want to sing about shagging dogs in the ass. <laughs> Yeah. And then he went and did that till he was forty odd, and then he went, yeah. hmm. This, I tell you what, it's these, it's these <laughs> UFOs. I want. Yeah, this is silly. Singing about shagging dogs is silly. Where's them UFOs at? Where are the aliens at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's so cool. I just think I, I love it. It's like you know, I think you can do anything you put your mind to. In that, I mean, and he's gone and proven it, and that's why. I'm voting for Dwayne Johnson to be the next president of the United States oh. of America. <laughs> that would be. I'd just love to see him like take the like the run up as if he was a wrestler. So just calling everyone out, just being proper, so just being proper character, dropping the mic. Just imagine everyone. that being the new official slogan. Do you smell what the president is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! It would be so good. <laughs> Love it. Imagine, imagine, imagine him going into international meetings and you've got like Putin coming up, like this tiny Russian, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, what's your name?" And he's like, "Oh, Vladimir." And he goes, "It doesn't matter what your name is." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, if someone says something, one of these world meetings, he just gives him the, the yeah. eyebrow. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I've said and, something wrong. <laughs> And every photo of the world leaders, they're all like five foot nine. And then there's one who's like six foot five and some one. Just in the I'm middle of it all. It. I'm all about it. I'm in. I'm in. You've Yeah. If we could have Stone Cold as his vice president, <laughs> that would oh, be the man. one. Game over. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's so good. It'd be so good. <laughs> That's the dream. That's the thing the dream. is, it literally, it literally can't get any worse than it is. I think it's going to happen. I'd love to, yeah. Someone's got, yeah. It, I at think it's going to take... Why would it not happen? Hmm. Yeah. At this point, it's going to take somebody who is as loved just for being a film star as The Rock to beat Donald Trump, the reality TV star, I think. Like, it's, that's what I it's going to be. I fucking guarantee if he ran for president, he would win. He's so loved by everyone. He would fucking win by yeah. a landslide. Yeah. Big Dwayne. Oh, I think. <laughs> so when he think, when he watches this, well, you know, he yeah. does. He, he listens every he week. Every week, he's always on this. Come on, Dwayne. I've on, um, I've had to I've had to block him on Twitter because he keeps sending me questions for guests on the podcast all the time. <laughs> he's doing he's, my he's head a, in. He's a bit needy. He's an habitual <laughs> line stepper. He's an habitual yeah. line stepper. He's constantly yeah. stepping that line. Um, amazing yeah. but with all that I mean what's what's the rest of your plans now coming up with everything I mean no one really knows what is going to be is going on but is there any plans for more asking Alexandria stuff is there anything we can expect in the next few weeks or anything like that or I've just made up my mind um, that we will release another new album within within the year you know I just don't I don't. I don't think touring's coming back for a very long time. I mm. think it's there's too many different countries, and even just within the states, too many different states that are handling it in different ways, and they've got too many different. It would be impossible to go and do a tour without missing a bunch. And as as you know, mate, when you're touring, you can't just skip cities to get to the ones that are open. It doesn't financially work. You yeah. can't physically can't do it. Um, so I don't think touring's coming back for a very, very, very long time. So. 
my plan is just to keep releasing as much music as possible. And, you know, record labels don't really like that idea because to them, it's selling them short. They're like, well, I'm going to sign you for two albums and you're going to release two albums in six months. It's like, maybe, but, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. What else is there for any of us to do right now? Yeah. Yeah. Release music. Yeah. Seems like the best thing as well. Yeah. I mean, it's what what helps people, you know, touring. I've been to Malaysia, to Australia, to America, to Europe. It doesn't matter what language you speak. People turn up and they're in those rooms and they're singing the same words and they express the exact same emotions everywhere. And that's, that's the power of music. And so right now, Everyone's talking about unity and getting together and, and being one. Well, fuck, man. What does that more than music? Exactly. Put it out there. Fuck yeah. the contract. Do it. Nice. Put music out there. Nice. Yeah, right nice, on. Right very on, nice settlement. Very nice. Um, yeah, thanks so much, man, for, for taking the time. It's yeah, been cool. an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, really yeah, enjoyed this. Yeah, it was good. I had, a, I had a really good time. Thank you for having me. No, cheers. Uh, obviously, good luck a- now. Anytime. Anytime, if you if you want a section on the show, if you want a Ben says <laughs> ten minutes, where you just every weekend you just send us uh, every week you just send us five to ten minutes of you ranting about some shit, we'll we'll fill it we'll fit it in. Okay, I'm gonna. You know what? you your your you think the rock's annoying. Your email's gonna be filled with bullshit from me now. Like fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, I've had this idea. Let's get a rock on the show. Oh no! Fuck! <laughs> Amazing. Cheer, thank yeah again. Yeah, thanks, thank man. you so much, Ben. Good luck with thank everything. Good luck with the TV show. Good luck with the band. And um, yeah, see you soon. Hopefully. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Cheers. Thank you so thanks. much. Lovely. Yes. yes. That was Ben Bruce of Asking Alexandria, uh, acting fame, uh, sexy man fame. Very sexy man, allegedly. Well, not allegedly. He's got awards for it. So there you go. Well, yeah, not allegedly. You've seen his face. You were on You were on the call to him. I was, yeah, I was. I didn't want to confess. Look, Sean, there's been previous episodes where I have confessed my love or appreciation of how one of our guests looks. And I didn't want to go down that route again. But thank you so much to Ben Bruce for taking time out we had a lovely chat yes we did yes we did um yep good luck to ben and the boys for everything they have coming up in the future um let's hope that we can do one of these in the uk at some point in the flesh that would, that, that would be, be good it would be very yes, good would. um yeah really excited about everything he talked about with paradise city the new series with him and andy black and everyone i think that's going to be really cool the trailer looks amazing so keep an eye peeled for all of that and remember to go listen or pick up a copy where possible of their new studio record like a house on fire by asking alexandria and if you want a little bit more in-depth analysis on how that kind of record was made on the producing side of things (laughs) we've got the perfect thing for you a couple weeks ago matt good their producer from first from first to last fame was our guest so head back Fucking check up. out all previous episodes of Sapling Podcast and tell your friends as good as good as I was a professional <laughs> as I was right you were you were torn and constant level and irritated me beyond belief I'm sorry you were talking kind of at the earth and you were t- oh my god um, I do but yeah, you are right yeah but yeah, you yeah. are right Go back and check out the episode with Matthew Good. 
Matt Good, where we talk about recording and how we met and became friends with all of these chaps. Yes, please do. And then when you've done all that, make sure that you are subscribing wherever you are listening to this podcast because it all helps like it share put it in your instagram stories all of that rate it and then give us a follow on twitter and instagram at sapninpod at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d that's at s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n like nine inch nails then p-o-d like p-o-d i suppose yeah that's Um, true Um, so that's s-a-p-p-e-n-i-n-p-o-d yes get involved with us have a chat have a laugh let us know who you want and future guests and all of that and then one more thing i will suggest and probably the most important thing is our patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin yes if you've enjoyed any of these episodes like we constantly say every bloody week uh and you think you want to help make the podcast or keep the podcast going pretty much um check out patreon.com for us happening we love everybody who has joined so far everyone's super cool in the group and um yeah we just want to thank those guys for making this all possible as always so thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts we love you guys cheers yes and i know a lot of uk music fans especially will be down in the dumps this week because we're all supposed to be at downloads festival and having a laugh in the sun slash mud um but the community is a great place to relive those festival vibes those people doing zoom calls having the chats having laughs bringing up old memories and we love every single second of it so yes please come and join us patreon.com forward slash sapnin and speaking of all that, now if you go to the description of this episode, uh, there's loads of names, absolutely loads of names that we need to thank. But right now, it's time for Sean to read out the names of the elite members of our Patreon to say thank you very much for them being the top tiers. I imagine they've changed their names slightly to be difficult for you, but let's see where it goes. Yeah, some have, because some are bastards, innit? Thank you very much to Kelly Tyra, Mayumi Liwaway, the artist formerly known as Minog, that's Kylie, Mitch Perry, Amy Chilvers, Emma Barber, Janelle Lindsay Mohan Caston, Amadine Urbano, Joe Mama, Nathan Croshaw, Kelly Sigmog Freud Young, Dilly Tom Modick Hardy Grimwood, Morgan Modick Johnson's Eyebrow Appreciation Society, Michael Engler, Liam Connolly, Kelly Irwin, Paul Hirschfield, Tom Owen, The People's Modick Eyebrow, Kate Buttock, Scott Ozzy Mogborn Jones, Simon Amos, Ollie Drew Barry Morgan, Innsbury, <laughs> bloody hell, Jenny Moe Diddley, Widley Dick Munster, Emily Senegals, Kate Stevenson, Lucy Diaz, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Erin Howard, Kelly Moe Dicky Six, Mallory, Advix, Prepare for Morgasm, Louis Cook, Marcy Jacobson, Mike Cunningham, Sarah Stewart, Jamie or Jamie, Sandra Kuacek. That's my attempt at writing it Oof. phonetically, she said, because I've been pronouncing it wrong constantly every week, and I'm Oof. so, so sorry. Stop Press, Mo Dick's new EP, Vix Up the Nose, because that's where it goes. Out end of the month, critics say it will raise an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's my. F- my favourite one so far, I think. James McNaught, Livy Cropper, Sarah Justin Morgkins, James, Kelly Cannon, Amy Thomas, Tallulah Grant, Samuel Griffiths, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Jenny Robertson, Tony Michael, Jordan Burchard, and last, by no means least, Nula. Sean, pronounce it like Nula, not Nuala Clark. 
Nuala, I am so sorry I pronounced you Nuala Clark, but also tell your parents they've spelt your name wrong. Because it's wrong. It's not. Is it a real name? <laughs> I don't know if it's a real name. <gasps> wow. Yep, Nuala Clark. It's spelt Nuala. Thank you so much to everyone in that list. Despite what Sean says, we love you all very, 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 very much. Um, obsession getting my name into their name by the by the looks of it but i'm i'm not opposed i'm not opposed to it well you've got fans anymore you've got fans, but... <laughs> oh who'd thought eh? Uh, who would have ever thought that would have been a sentence um but please remember have, uh, go on i was gonna say who'd have thought anyone would ever love you yeah anyway please remember to not take my, my advice with Vicks um, or putting anything up your nose seriously. And if you're going to do the teabag thing, make sure it's not boiling hot and burn your eye or anything. Because, um, you know... I, if they've skipped the intro, right? If the person listening to this has skipped the intro... Why? You have now, you have now <laughs> just said... Oh, if you do that teabag thing I was talking about and people are going to think you're on about putting your nutsack on people's faces. Oh. And I'm fine with that. So let's carry on, Morg. Let's carry on. That's an me- image no one wanted to, to see or think I about. don't want to see you a gingery sack anywhere near anyone's but, face. Oh, it's not ginger. Anyway, why are we... What? <laughs> Is it... I don't know where we are. What's this... Cap- what's happened here? Sean... Is there anything sensible? Any any thoughts? Anything anything you want to bring to the table? Um, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. To be honest, because we we've been silly as as always. We've been silly, but I think we should take a serious moment to to realise um, that the Black Lives Matters movement is it's a movement, not a moment. So it's not something that's been and gone. It's something that we're going to keep pushing for and striving to the goal of sadly the goal is equality and it should it it's it's daft that it, that has to be the goal um yeah so please where you can please support uh, the black lives matter movement as well behind the scenes here at Sapman pod we are looking at how we can contribute more towards everything and bring more attention to the Black Lives Matter movement but uh, for now please make sure to head over to blacklivesmatter.com there's loads of different information packages uh, links to different petitions to sign research charities and all sorts so please go and check out blacklivesmatter.com educate yourselves tell your friends and remember it's not a moment it's a movement yes Thank you very much for listening to episode 81 of Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and my friend Mo Dick, a.k.a. Morgan Richards. That's me. Um, yeah, as usual, all your love and support means the absolute world to us. So if you could share it, subscribe or whatever, wherever you get podcasts, that helps us more than you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, thanks again to Ben Bruce. And um, I hope you're all very, very well. And hopefully you tune in next week yes appreciate you very much giving us an opportunity uh, to escapism as a, of enjoyment and everything as well so thank you very much everyone listening thanks again to Ben Bruce thanks for Sean for being super tidy wonderful um, thanks to every single person listening to this and yeah see you next Friday is there anyone I want to thank is there anyone you want to thank 
I, anyone no. you want to thank that um, has just finished no. his university, no. Um, no. pushing out no. her work, no. Um, no. gives great no. advice on treatments no. to put things up in your no. nose. I can't think of anyone, no so one. that's the end of the podcast. No. Okay. See you next week, anyway. Okay. Bye. Satin. Satin. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.